On the 11th of June, we celebrate the feast of St. Barnabas. St. Barnabas was originally known as Joseph, a member of the Jewish people and a member of the tribe of Levi. He was born in Cyprus and we hear of him, first of all, in the early part of the Acts of the Apostles where upon his conversion he sells his farmland and he gives his proceeds to the Apostles. He's noted as a man of great faith and optimism, someone of a very helpful nature. And so the apostles gave him the name Barnabas, added to his name Joseph. Barnabas means son of encouragement or son of consolation. And we think that the apostles would give this title to him because he was gifted with the ability to exhort people uh, to help them to have faith. And in having faith, of course, they would be consoled and encouraged by the grace of God. He's noted in Acts chapter 11 to be a good man. He's filled with the Holy Spirit and with faith. So here's someone seen in the community of the early Christians as a man of deep quality and ability. So he's sent to Antioch. And here we see another quality of Barnabas. He's got the capacity to look carefully at what God is doing in people's lives. He could see, it's noted, for himself that God had given grace and he sets about instructing many in the life of Christ. He's also noted for his ability to see the best in people, even someone like Saul. Remember, Saul is the very fervent Jewish believer who sees Christ as a threat to the Jewish community. So he's instrumental in imprisoning Christians and he approves of the, of the death of the deacon Stephen. He actually witnesses to it and we're told in the Acts of the Apostles that those who stoned Stephen left their cloaks at the feet of Saul who entirely approved of this killing of the witness to Christ, the deacon Stephen. Which leads me to something of such great importance about Barnabas that I think we need to reflect upon it. You work out for yourself whether it's of the importance that I see, but in Acts chapter 15, verses 36 to 38, we hear of this disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. Now remember, in chapter 15, they've just had this great victory. They have seen the damage done in a place like Antioch to Christian unity by the question of circumcision. So basically the question is, do Gentile people coming into the Christian community have to adopt all the practices of the Old Covenant, symbolized by the circumcising of someone who became a member of the Covenant people? And people like Paul and Barnabas saw that this was unnecessary given the new covenant and the renewal and the gift of faith that was brought about through Christ's death and resurrection. The great victory has come that the great leaders like Peter and the other leaders in Jerusalem like James accept that it's not necessary for Gentile people to take up the practice of circumcision. And then when it's noted that Paul and Barnabas give themselves then to teaching in Antioch. But now Paul wants to go back to the places they visited on a previous missionary journey to see how the communities are going. And a sharp contention 
it's noted in the Acts of the Apostles. A sharp contention arose between Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas wanted to take with Paul Barnabas's cousin John Mark. And if you recall, John Mark had given up on a previous missionary journey, so Paul was unsure about John Mark. And he didn't trust John Mark to really fulfill this second missionary journey. So here we come to a point of, I think we could almost say contradiction. I mean, Paul is the one that Barnabas had to present to the Christians in Jerusalem, the one who had persecuted the church, and Barnabas convinced these early Christians that Paul had indeed truly converted and could be trusted. Paul is brought with Barnabas to Antioch, and yet now Paul is so severe and untrusting of someone like John Mark. Well, the other irony of the situation is that the great unity between Paul and Barnabas and all the wonderful work they've done in terms of freeing the Gentile people to enter into the Christian faith with unnecessary burdens laid upon them, now are in a sharp disagreement. The reflection that I would have is Barnabas has this wonderful quality to see the best in people and to help them to exercise their gifts for others. And Paul can't see this at the moment in John Mark. And so they separate from each other. It must have been a moment of great pain and sadness to them both. But the lesson I would take is that there are great moments of unity and success for people together, even for us as Christians, but we need to accept with a certain sense of practicality that sometimes we see matters differently and there is a moment in which we separate so that we get on with the rest of our lives and carry out the good work that we are meant to do. Let us pray for the grace of Barnabas to see the best in people and let us pray for that ability to know when it is for the good of everyone concerned that we go in a different direction, perhaps from people that we've been close to, but now the time has come to take up a different path.